sci-fi voices of shows and people that we might forget. So if you hadn't thought of Dollhouse, Classic Battlestar, or Babylon 5 in a while, you gotta listen in. It's a sci-fi diner classic, voices from a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It's a sci-fi diner classic, bringing you voices from the past. No, we ain't here there. It's a sci-fi diner classic. Don't give me no news. Just give me interviews and nothing else. No, nothing else. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Classic. Miles, it's good to have you on board this time. Last time I kind of did it on the whim and just to see how it went. Went and we had a good response in the feeds, and so here we are doing our Sci-Fi Diner Classic too. Right, and uh, this is uh, another really good interview we did with uh, the lovely uh, Miss uh, Miracle Laurie, and uh, um, I'll you know I'll be glad to hear it again. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: she was officially the very first interview we did as a Sci-Fi Diner podcast. It was episode 25. That's when we changed our name from Dining at the End of the Universe to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. And she was the very first interview that we released. And we were obviously both Dollhouse fans. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, if you don't know who Miracle Laurie is, she played November Mm -hmm. Melly in the TV series Dollhouse as a regular opposite Tom O'Pennican for the most part. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's in a band called Oopbox Heroes, a ukulele band. Mm -hmm. And you can find them on iTunes if you want. Um, and she's been on some other stuff too, and I should have looked it up here. But yeah, she's done some web, a few, a few webs. Goodnight Burbank, obviously, is the other one. The Cabinots, which she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in a show that's coming out called One Hundred Thousand Zombie Heads. Oh, that, that, that's a great title. Yeah, that's a great. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. But what we want to do tonight <laughs> is we just want to bring you this interview. We mm-hmm. record this interview live at Shore Leave, right? And it was in it was an early Sunday morning. I remember it. We thought, okay, the cafeteria, it's going to be empty. It's early Sunday morning. People aren't going to be up yet. Yeah, it was packed. It was packed, and you'll, you'll hear them. But, yeah, you'll hear it. But you'll definitely hear her, and it's a real good interview, and I'm really glad we had the chance to sit down and talk with her. So I guess without any further ado, uh, enjoy. Here is our interview with Miracle Laurie, uh, an interview that first appeared in the Sci-Fi Diner, episode 25. take too much time before we give you the interview but uh what were your impressions of interviewing her it was very relaxed i mean uh, we we met her at uh, the restaurant at the place uh, uh it was it was nice it, it was very conversational i mean uh it was it was very felt very kind of organic i mean we were i mean you and i are definitely fans of the show but it just felt very very 
just, it was not didn't feel forced at all. It just felt like a nice conversation between three people. Yeah, she 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 told us what she could tell us. I mean, I'm sure you know there was some information she had to you know keep under wraps, but um, but the fact that she told us uh, about this um, unaired uh, pilot, I, th- I think it I could be wrong, but I think. That might have been a slip up I mean, on yeah. her part. Which- you can follow her on Twitter, by the way, Miracle Lari, mm-hmm. and uh, she often gives out information that she finds out or is allowed to say it. We know that there's going to be some web series that she did an episode for that she couldn't tell us. Mm-hmm. Apparently, after Comic Con, it's going to be announced. Mm-hmm. She has a birthday coming up, beginning of August. So make sure you wish her a happy birthday if you do follow her on Twitter. Yeah, she was great. She was just a great person to sit down and interview, and we got to know her over the weekend because we kind of. Stood by her, Stan, stalked her. Well, we didn't really stalk her. But uh, but we just stood by, talked, just chatted. She was very easygoing. She memorized our names. I mean, it was... Yep, uh, yep. she knew who we were. Right. Because we stalked her. No. You stalked her. No, I didn't stalk her. But I uh, He stalked her. I did. I did not. did not. Anyways, one of the things that we did get, and I'm just going to play a clip from one of the sessions. Uh, they, we got her on the first session I went to see her in to actually... She's a hula dancer. Mm-hmm. Because her mom was in Fantasy Island. Interesting. Yep. yep. Uh, and I believe for two seasons or two uh, two years she did that. She's a hula dancer. So she grew up learning how to hula dance. Now we can't show it to you being this is an audio podcast. But Miracle Laurie did sing a Hawaiian song. And we're going to bring that to you just as a little thing before the show right here. What? What? <laughs> What's up, YouTube? How's it going? <laughs> Too many hits, I guess. Isn't that what we call it? Okay. Um, I'm going to take my heels off because you don't dance with shoes on. I mean, you can, but it's not the way you do. So this is called um, Nani Nani. I did it yesterday. And here's the verse. Here you go. Nani Nani Ha'a was just such a good sport for that absolutely she was very approachable i, I mean i think she was definitely a fan fan uh, friendly guest at this oh, absolutely 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 and again this was a fan convention so you kind of expected that but not all of them not the, all of them were quite as friendly as she was she was great by the way if you want to watch that you can go to our youtube channel and there's a link to it from our main page at the sci-fi dash diner.com page and you can find this of course at the sci-fi fanboys i believe channel on youtube and she has a uh, a, a fan uh, facebook page also oh she does and yes. i'm not a part of that i, I should be you should be. i know i should be see i'm not the true stalker but I am I am on her I do uh, follow her on her MySpace page. Oh okay. Yeah, because she's also this is a very talented lady. She not only acts, she not only dances, but she sings and plays in a band called the Ookbox Heroes, which is more of a folksy type band. We're going to play a clip from them at the very end of the show. I'm not going to play it now, but if you get a chance go to myspace.com/ookboxheroes cuz they call it Ookbox Heroes cuz it's a ukulele band. 
So it's kind of unusual. That's that's different. That's yeah, good. And I like different. I like mm-hmm. different. So, you know, way to go, Miracle. This is a very well-rounded uh, young lady. Yes, and uh, wonderful. And uh, we are hoping to get her back in September before Dollhouse airs. We hope to do another episode on Dollhouse. And hopefully we'll have an interview with her again. We've talked about it with her. And uh, if all goes as planned, we're going to do that. If you have any questions for Miracle – Make sure you, you email us at zogpod at gmail.com or you can call our listener line at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three, 508 and uh, leave your questions there and we will be happy to ask them to her and she would be more than willing to answer them and we know that just, just from experiencing that. Well, we've talked long enough before uh, you know dangling this interview in front of you. Front of you. We're going to play this interview and uh, just be aware that this is being filmed in a cafeteria so there's some noise in the background but it's still a good interview. It's a great interview. Yep, so just enjoy and we'll, we'll see you on the flip side of the interview. Down here with us to chat a little bit. It was very cool. It was very cool. It was very cool hearing you in the session. Thank you. By the way, I wanted to tell you, yeah. you were one of the only guests who did this. But I love the fact that you repeated the question. Oh yeah. Because there was no way that you could hear everyone's question. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was. I think it was the only session I was in that they actually repeated the question back. Oh. So it's my theater training. It is. My one it's, right, right, right. <laughs> but it was. It was just. It was just really cool to see that sort of thing happen. Oh good. So yeah. I'm going to see you this morning. Okay. So, I might sit in again and, and ask. I'll try not to repeat, but you never know. No, no, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Can you Hulu dance for us? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I'm ready for that one. You're ready for that one again. <laughs> yeah. I heard in the last session you did right. that. I heard. Yeah. Now, you did one other con before this, and that was yes. in England. Yeah, Star Fury. And how does that compare? Uh... A longer flight. It wasn't because it was geared towards. It was called T One. It was geared towards uh, the Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. So Summer Glau was their big star, and they had uh, Zachary Levi from Shock, and then a couple people from the Whedonverse. You know, were kind of the main guests, and then me and DJ were in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you traveled together. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Now, did you meet her on the show? I did. Yeah, I didn't know anybody. Oh, cool. And you guys have obviously formed a pretty close friendship through the show? The cast is a Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's really, really good. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the questions you answered in the... I don't know if I want you to repeat any of the questions you, I, they asked you in the okay. session, but... Yeah. But uh, how did you end up in Dollhouse? I... Um, wanted to act since I was a little girl, so everything I've done in life is to kind of get to that point. High school um, theater. High, yeah, community theater, high school theater, Bachelor of Arts and Drama, um, so I just, you know, kept trying to hustle, and while I was getting my bachelor's degree, I would commute out and do auditions and workshops and take classes and meet casting directors and, and just kind of build my relationships that way. 
And uh, when I was 19, all the eight whole years ago, almost nine, I auditioned for Buffy several times. And then I think maybe Angel, and I was up for a series regular on Firefly. So that casting office was very, very good to me. You know, and they knew that I was kind of dressed as style, and uh, and eventually it would work. And then here came November, and it was and it worked. perfect. And yeah, it worked. Yeah. Right. And then you were up for Jewel. Or not Jules, 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 Jules part, yeah. part uh, mm-hmm. Kaylee yeah. and that. Yeah. Now, how close was you, you mentioned that you were a contender for that. How close was I'm it? Was close. it between you and her? No, no, no. No, not, 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 not close, close yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but when you said it yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see her in that role. Yeah, people try to guess when I said it. Like, right. Is Jules part? I guess it's just Jules part. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, ha- it has to be. It was That's me and a- Alan. Me and Alan's Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. Inara, Inara's mm-hmm. part. Exactly. No. Uh, one of the things that I've really appreciated about Joss as a director is his, his ability to pull a compelling cast together that really interacts well, that it's not like a couple characters you connect to, but there's all sorts of, of varied characters. And I think he ca- captures that a little bit in the dollhouse with the ability for each week the dolls to take on a different persona. Um, what is it about November that has really kind of captured you as an actor? Um, or what do you like about that role? Well, I'd like to address what you said because you're absolutely correct. And that's one of the things I've always loved about his stuff is that he has somebody for everybody. And I really feel that that's true with this show. When I saw the character breakdown at first for the roles, and then when I found out who was cast and met everybody, it made total sense. And I think there's, you know, goofy people for characters that, for people that like to identify with that. You know, the more sultry, the more action-oriented, and, you know, bad guy, good guy, not so anything, so you don't know about her yet. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's just somebody for everybody. Um, the description of November... I thought fit me perfectly when I read it for the audition. I was like, if I don't get this, this is all my fault. Because what this was is, like, it? made for me, you know? What was the description? Uh, it was 20s, beautiful, heavy. It was just the, like, um, outside description. And then it said um, something like warm, another doll in the house, the optimistic presence, and uh, just, like, more innocent of the dolls or something like that. But just the warm, optimistic part, which meant that some of, I think, November's originally personality may have been shining through as, as her doll, you know, where Sierra right. just kind of, that's why I think Dietchen does such an amazing job, because she plays that blank, like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> like, perfect. Re- and real innocent, real right, exactly. innocent to and the extreme. Real, real innocent, yeah, and I think that was part of her description, it's just she doesn't have anything of her own, you know, because, as we know, she was put there against her will, so I think that helplessness also shines through, right, yeah. Right. Whereas your character was not I volunteered. You volunteered. Yeah, yeah. What was your character's name before she became a doll? Madeline Costley. Yes. Now, how much of Madeline comes through November's blank slate? <laughs> because we see in all the dolls, we see eventually, um, you know, I think of Echo's character, you see a lot of her past experiences as a doll right. and otherwise kind of peek through. Right. Like it's not a perfect system. Right, right, exactly. And how um, much of that comes through? Well, with Madeline, I didn't even really know much about her until episode 8 or whatever. That's when I was told that I actually did volunteer and why, you know, I went obviously... Is that the one where they, like, travel around the city in the car and thinking... Fulfill, yeah, yeah, fulfill our needs. Right. That's the title, needs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's when I was first introduced to anything about her past. And, and so it was kind of... 
a challenge because I was Melly for so long, then I had November, which is unique and challenging in its own way, and then I had this other woman where I wasn't really told much of what was outside the script. You know, I had a little discussion with Tracy who wrote that episode, and, and I think Joss gave me a hint of stuff too. And then the rest was just up to me, and, and they said, you know, we don't want to get too specific because we'd like to hopefully get another season or two, have a chance to explore everyone's backgrounds even further, right? right. So I kind of made up what I felt worked with the script or what I thought the words were suggesting. Um, and I, I realized that she was kind of a more... She's very self-confident, but also goofy. That's kind of how I, I felt about her. Like, she, was, she didn't feel... She wasn't afraid to be silly, you know, but she was a very confident, smart woman, and, you know. So that's kind of how I took it. And uh, so with November, I guess it's just the optimistic side definitely shines through. Right, right. Did you know you were a doll, your character was a doll from the, from the get-go from the very short? I did, okay. I did. The character uh, description when I auditioned was for November, the doll. Okay. And uh, so I knew it was going to be a doll. I didn't know how many episodes I was going to be in. I didn't know what my part in the story would be. I don't think any of they did either. They, you know, had some right. kind of something figured out about it um but uh but then joss wrote uh the script that i was supposed to come into and fox didn't like it they didn't like the little storyline that they had created for me and so they said scratch it think of something else and they were like huh next door neighbor that can spy on paul <laughs> and that's where melly came from so it's a total right. accident and then we kind of went it's and it was, what, the third episode that they kind of revealed that you're actually a doll? Is that right? Episode six. Episode six. Yeah. So it was a bit. Several episodes before we knew right. you were, your character was a doll. Right, yeah. The, the first episode I saw you in, which, were, you, were you in the first episode? I was in episode two. In episode two. Yeah. In episode two, I said, she's a doll. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't fit the profile of the other dolls in some ways. Yes. As far as look goes, I was right. like, she's a doll? Mm -hmm. She's a doll? But it was, it was really cool. And then when you reveal, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, one of those things. Yeah. I'm like, No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I need to springboard to another question. Yeah. But you were, your character wasn't revealed to be a doll till after Sierra's handler went out to try to kill you. Right. Um, my question is, did, do you have a background in, in uh, some kind of uh, self-defense or martial arts? Or did they give you some training? or was that uh, Not at all. I was told by someone, one of the fans that actually does martial arts, that I did a very good job. So that felt good. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I, I grew up as a Polynesian dancer. That's kind of the only physical training I have of any kind. I just, you know, did some mime and some contact with props. So I think I, I have control over my body and I'm comfortable learning quickly. Um, but no, we kind of trained on the day and we had all our stunt people there and it was a lot of fun. So that, was, that was a great scene. Thank I mean, you. Oh, hey, it, was, it, was. <laughs> it looks like he's killing you. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the voicemail message, turn right. something on and right. you uh, hand him his butt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that was, that was a ton of fun. That took six hours to shoot. Yeah, but maybe the most fun and ten six hours ever. <laughs> Trashy apartment. Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. Right. Because, you know, she got beat up pretty brutally in the beginning of the scene. You know, yeah, when yeah. you look, when I, I didn't realize when I was doing it how truly, truly violent it was. You know? I thought, I, like, I was in it, whatever, right, right. as an actor. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I believe he was going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, oh, was... everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think even fans like you who, like, was working convinced that I was a doll had no idea that that's how it was going to be revealed. I mean, that it was, was crazy. It know? was great. Yeah. The trigger. <laughs> yeah. And the, the trigger's very dollhouse, actually, because in yeah. Serenity, they do that with some of Lau's characters. Right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they get the trigger, and boom, she explodes, and you're like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Good yeah. job. But yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, 
Now, are are you in the thirteenth episode, the fabled thirteenth? I may be in flashbacks, but I did not film anything. Okay. You know, like, uh, have you read everything there is to read about episode thirteen? No, uh, and I've seen the, the trailer. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, Felicia it's, Day's in it. Like, right, I know that. It's, it's like another because we shot it simultaneously with twelve, mm-hmm. so a lot of us that were busy with twelve didn't do a whole bunch in thirteen. Okay. So, and it's kind of like like Felicia and, the, and um, Zach Ward, and there are a couple other that kind of become the main cast, and Amy Acker has a, a big part. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. No. I, I haven't seen a snippet of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but Joss just—he he can't say enough about it. So now I do have to ask you. Mm-hmm. you can, you not say anything. Your lips are sealed. The webisode you're doing, any yeah. way related to Joss? No. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, but, everybody. But, but, but it should but, be fun. But you, you will tweet about it, right? When oh it comes yeah, out. yeah. Right. So that they're going to. Uh, I think it's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks, yeah. and then I, as soon as it's officially out there, then I can add yeah, to right. my advertising. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, your lips are sealed. Lips are sealed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, um, what's your favorite part about working with Joss? Um, I have to admit, since the day I found out I got this job, I have. <laughs> never been disappointed with anything and I've been given so many surprises along the way you know every script I got it's like are you kidding are you kidding I get to do this I get to do what and we get to explore this and, and as an actor it's like every episode I had a huge challenge but that's what we love that's what we want and so I've just never been disappointed I've been surprised constantly and everything from everything I got to do on the show to, to getting the opportunity to come here and do things like this and meet people like you, it's been beyond expectations. And I think that's what happens. Josh is a powerhouse, and his fans are smart, and they like interesting, fun stuff, and that's what he delivers. And I think the minute you get into his world, you need to be immediately grateful because you're part of something special. And and since I was a fan, I totally got it. And being inside the bubble is um, amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. It, you know, it's been such a pleasure just to watch the show develop and just see how it all all unfolds yeah. in that way. So. Yeah. It got stronger as the series went on. I oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Everyone agrees. Like, Man on the Street just brought it, and then it kept going. You know, it took off. From Although there. I did like Human Target. Oh, that was crazy. Were you, were you in that episode? I, I had remember. like a tiny, tiny part with yeah. the Enberry thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's ba- I'm an English teacher, and so we, oh. I teach a short story it's based on. Oh, there you go. The Most Dangerous Game, and so it was really cool to just kind of see that whole, whole thing happen. But... Uh, so tell us a little bit, what are your hopes for Melly? or, I forget the real name of your Madeline. character. Madeline, thank you. <laughs> uh, what's, what, what are your hopes for Madeline in the upcoming season? I have no idea. No idea. I have no idea what's waiting for us. All I know is that Joss and somebody else told me that they're psyched about it. Yes. So and, that's, you know, that's so enough to psych you, go, right? right? <laughs> exactly. Is your I, character going to end up with Tamil Panic's character, maybe? My, my feeling is that it is, again, and I think that it, it will still be interesting because now they have to find each other and fall in love all over again right. because now it's going to be a real relationship, right. hopefully, yeah. you know? I mean, 
people have said maybe I wasn't ever really deactivated, that they were just messing with Paul's right. head. So that could be one. Um, but if she really was released as Madeline, I think, you know, a couple of things could happen. Tama could try to find her in the real world, and they develop a relationship of some kind, you know, whether it's romantic or him trying to get her to help him bring down the dollhouse from the outside. Um, you know, I, I think if, if she was released, there's a chance that she may not be able to handle being in the real world still. The whole reason she volunteered is she can't be around it. She doesn't want to be reminded of her loss. She hasn't been in the dollhouse that long, I don't think. I mean, her contract was up early because Paul right. intervened, right? So what, less than five years, they said. Yeah, exactly. So there may even be that sense of, you know, subconscious unfulfillment in her that's like, I really still don't want to be here. Can I come back? You know, so you the dollhouse is her escape? Right, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, everybody has one, right? Right. <laughs> what was it like working with you? Um, Tomo? Yeah, Tomo. Tomo. Because, I mean, we're familiar with him from Battlestar, actually. Right, right. Yeah. Um, For the uh, record, I did not watch a frame of Battlestar before. <laughs> Don't tell Joss. <laughs> um, Tomo knows, I told him. Because, you know, I, I, I got the part and I saw who he was. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. And Because we all do, which is crazy. Like, the craziest name. Oh, I know. There, there were interviews yeah. talking about how interesting <laughs> the names are for the show. Exactly. Every single person, I think. Um <laughs> You know, so I didn't know who he was, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And then I told some girlfriends that actually watched the show, and they were like, what, Tom Pennington? I love Hilo, I love Hilo, right? Okay, cool. Isn't that the video game? But it's, yeah. No. That's funny. So, I got to meet him, I think, the day before we had our first kissing scene for like five seconds. <laughs> and then the next day we had to do the Chinese food scene, the sex scene, and then the big fight scene. Right. So it was a lot. It was a lot <laughs> to when you first meet somebody. But you know what? He is um, completely professional, a total gentleman, absolutely sweet and gentle and patient and kind and uh, and good, you know, and he he just he loves it too, you know, and I think both of us coming at it from that perspective of we love our job. What great stories we get to tell. And we both love our characters' relationship. And every day getting to just bring something else and, and fight for whatever the scene was. So he's a, he's an absolute dream and gentleman. And, and I could not have asked for a better partner this season. Absolutely. What's it like switching out of your doll persona mm -hmm. into that little clip you have with him in his room where you suddenly reveal that you're part of the dollhouse to him? I mean, you have, you have quite a shift that, there. That was maybe the hardest day of the believe it or not. Because, it, you know, like the first time I did the doll, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, this will be easy. But it's not at all. It's awkward. So, like, show up and just kind of be child, like an innocent, you know, just right. blank but not. It's, it's a very interesting thing to try to approach because you've never done it before. Um, but I think we all found our own way. You know, Enver... Is, uh, who plays Victor is extremely childlike and that's very sweet. I yes. think he has a great doll. Deacon is completely blank and innocent, you know, like totally. And I do have that little more, you know, like kind of hopeful, you know, whatever thing coming through. So that was challenging in some way. When I had to reveal to, to Paul that I was a doll and do the message, that's November, but not really, because you really have been programmed, and that's, I think, the most right. robotic I had to be. And it's just exposition. 
right. you know, it, it wasn't, I don't have a feeling about what I'm saying either way, and that is hard, you know, because... <laughs> I mean, you guys yeah. are about ready to do it, and... Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, and you got turned to a computer it's like switched, and, right. boom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely a challenging day, you know, because, like I said, you just, you have no feeling about it. You don't care either way. You're completely apathetic, and... Or just not even that, but neutral, and have to just deliver, just be the voice box, and I think that was weird. <laughs> well, and for him, it had to be difficult because at one point he's thinking something about you, and all of a sudden he's thinking something else about you. <laughs> he broke my heart that day. That actually was what made it so hard, is because I have to be just, hi, I don't exist. What do you think about that? And <laughs> yeah. not care either way. And I'm looking at his face, and he's completely brokenhearted. And I was like, <laughs> one time I was just like, Jesus, the homo, what do you think? You know, like, you're killing me over here. It was horrible, because I couldn't react at all. Right, was right. Just, you know, in, in scenes, as an actor, you affect one another. That's right. the point. That's your job. And so he was affecting the crap out of me, and I'm just like, that's nice. <laughs> you know, yeah, nice. And so, oh, yeah. man. So it was, it was a, a crazy scene. Yeah. Just a couple more questions, yeah. and I know you need to go. No, no, it's good. Um, What's it like working on the set of Dollhouse? I mean, like it's a physical set. It is so a beautiful set. I mean, we see it and it's gorgeous. They put a lot of time and effort into yeah, that. Yeah. What's it like being there? Uh, the main Dollhouse that we see, the big, big, big one, uh, is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Overwhelming. Beautiful. So interesting. And they it's completely functional and laid out exactly how you see it. There's no, like, pieces rolling in and out. It is what it is. The massage tables are that. Dr. Sonja's office is here. The gym is here. The little cove underneath. The eating area. The art center. It's just... Is your bedroom there to the little little slot the, you the lie in? The bedroom is, is a separate... Separate set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but that whole scape is completely functional and beautiful. And everybody, every single one of us has said, oh, I could totally live there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> well, it's so serene and Peaceful yeah. most times. Yeah. <laughs> As well? Reminds me of a hell spot. Exactly. And that's what Joss was going for. And, um, and Topher's office, I love. There are toys all over the place. It's so cute. It's so him. The imprint room with the chair. The day I got to go and shoot there for the first time, I was ecstatic. You know, because I had heard about it, I would read about it, but I've been, you know, in the hallway or his apartment, you know, for like right. however many episodes. Right. Like, oh, I made it. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> really fun. I love the sleeping pods. They're insanely comfortable for anyone who's wondering. Right. So much so that I fell asleep once. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy comfort. Absolutely. <laughs> well, probably the result of long shooting days, too. And it's easy to fall asleep in those pods. <laughs> How long is a shooting day? Um, 10 on average. Maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. That's not terrible, though. Compared to 16, 15, 18 hour shooting days. I mean, on, honestly, like the grand scheme, I think the crew, you know, works their butt off. They're there easily 14 hours because they have right. to set up and get there before everybody right. else, wrap everything up. Yeah, so they, they can definitely be long. Yeah. <laughs> now, go ahead. But it's, no, I was just going to say, it doesn't even matter. To someone like me who this is all I've ever wanted to do. You could ask me to work 24 hours straight. I'd be like, no problem. Absolutely. What do you want? <laughs> I could do it for a few days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. it's fun. And I think a lot of us don't mind longer days. Because 
we all know that we're working for something good and really, really interesting and it's fun and everybody does get along. You asked if we're friends and yes, you know, I I stayed really close with uh, quite a few members of the, the crew and the cast and it's just, we all knew it was great and special and I can't wait to go play some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, one of our listeners had asked a question in the fight scene, we're going back to that. That's okay. Um, the stunt, all yeah. you? No, we definitely had a stunt person. Yeah, yeah. We, we shot the whole thing with me. So I did everything that you saw, minus uh, hitting my leg on the coffee table. That was that was the poor stunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was a rock star, though. She was great. So, we, yeah, like, she shot the whole scene, and then I shot the whole scene. Yeah. But a, a, most of the... Uh, the abusive part when he's attacking me a lot you know you see my face a lot it's a lot of it's me she did the bigger brunt stuff just for safety purposes because she's oh, a yeah. professional and I'm not right <laughs> um, but a lot of the crazy ninja skills yeah that was me a lot of it yeah nice the DVD is yeah. released what? July 28th so are you yeah. counting down? Yeah. 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 I, I can't wait because I loved the original pilot when I read it. Um, the one that they shot. And so I can't wait to see what that looked like. And then Is it, it going to have the original pilot on yeah. that they didn't include? Yeah. Wow. See, that's lost a lot of hype because of Epitaph 1. But that was the original deal for the DVD. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Epitaph 1. So we get, in a sense, two new episodes. Yes. In a sense. Yes. Wow, I, I hope I'm that. not making that up. But I right. really think that that's true. You heard it here. <laughs> Miracle said it. Exactly. It has you know, to be Fox true. Fox yeah. yeah, um, right. No, I, I'm pretty sure that that's right. And then... Um, I'm excited about the DVD extras, mostly because I think I'm going to be a part of them, and that's really exciting. <laughs> nice. That's great. Because <laughs> they did the interviews with the cast, so I'm sure I'll be part of that. And then uh, Tom and I had a couple goofy moments, and I'm pretty sure we're going to make so it. So we have the treats and the outtakes. Yeah, uh, or not outtakes, but just like silliness oh, off okay. on the side. <laughs> Any major bloopers happen? <laughs> not, not that I think that they're going to include. You know, okay. there's just there's always some silliness, or I mean. <laughs> The scene when I'm uh, deciding to break up with him and go back to my mom's for five minutes, you know, and I'm right. in the hallway, and I say, Debbie might crash you sometimes. I think the second take, I said, Becca might crash you sometimes, and it's like, I don't even know what Becca, where did that come from, you know? So there's just it's like, where did my head go? You know, so, uh, um, yeah, so we'll see. I have no idea. I just, I want to see that. Now, the second season of Dollhouse begins shooting what? Late July, later this month. Um, I mean, the writers and the staff are all there getting oh, ready, yeah. you know. But um, but we get to come back later this month. And um, I don't think I'm in the first episode. Um, I'm at, like two or three. So I'll, I'll, I'll be coming back to work in August. Right after your birthday. Right, right? after my birthday. Yay. August 1st. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Happy birthday, birthday in advance. <laughs> Happy birthday you. in advance for that. Thank you. But, uh, well, very cool. Well, thank you so much My for sitting pleasure. down and chatting with us here yeah, a little bit. Happy trails to you.